What's up? This is Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I am back. Was battling some sickness last week, so I wasn't able to get a pot out. Today, we're talking about the conference championship game, Eagles, 49ers, Bengals, Chiefs. It's going to be a really great episode. Probably a shorter one. Only going to do one monologue, and then we're going to wrap it up. But it is absolutely loaded. You're going to love it. Here we go. So the Chiefs are set to play the Eagles in this year's Super Bowl. The Eagles opened up as two-point favorites on FanDuel. Um, that line's going to move. I think everybody kind of knows that. I'm interested to see where it moves, though. Um, as of right now, I would take the Chiefs, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. Let's start with the NFC. Eagles beat the 49ers 31-7. to You know, just... A very disappointing game, right? You know, everybody's looking forward to really kind of seeing what the Eagles are about. The 49ers, Eagles, this is the game everybody wanted all year long. These were clearly the two best teams in the NFC. Everybody's, you know, super amped up for it. And then Brock Purdy gets hurt. And then the backup quarterback, Johnson, gets hurt. Next thing you know, Christian McCaffrey's having to play quarterback. Brock Purdy's taking snaps, but he can't throw. You know, the report came out yesterday that he tore his UCL out for at least six months. Really you know, terrible for him. Maybe not the worst thing for him, though, because look, now, you know, he gets to go into the offseason having gone 7-0, and played pretty well in the playoffs as well. So, you know, he's got a shot now to be the starter. Obviously, the best thing for him would have been for him to, you know, ball out in this game and take him to the Super Bowl. But him getting hurt, not not a terrible thing for him either. So it's going to be interesting to see what the 49ers do at the quarterback position. Going forward, is it going to be Purdy? Is it going to be Trey Lance? You know they're going to try and trade Jimmy G again during the offseason. So here's my thing with the Eagles, though, because this is who I want to talk about. There really isn't much to talk about with the game. Despite winning the NFC, I still don't know what to think of this Eagles team. Look, obviously, like, they're a good football team. Okay, you don't win 14 regular season games and advance to the Super Bowl if you aren't good. Like, that just doesn't happen, okay? So I don't want this to be taken as, I don't think the Eagles are very good. I just don't know how good they are, okay? Like, this has to be one of the, if not the easiest path to the Super Bowl ever, okay? Just starting with the regular season and who they played. They played six total games against teams that made the playoffs, okay? Four of those games were against the Giants and the Cowboys. So they only played four playoff teams all year. Giants, Cowboys, Jags, and uh, the Vikings, right? And in those games against the Cowboys, in one of them, Dak didn't play. They played Cooper Rush. And the other one, Jalen Hurts didn't play, right? It was, it was Minshew. And so, like, it was tough to kind of even get a gauge on how they were against the Cowboys because, let's be honest, like, looking at their schedule, Cowboys were probably the best team that they played all year long, right? And as, as I said earlier, their other games were against the Jags and the Vikings, who aren't exactly juggernauts, and the Giants, definitely not a juggernaut either. And so they just kind of, I don't want to say, they, say that they sleepwalked because they went 14-3, and three, but the regular season wasn't exactly super tough, okay? It just wasn't. That's kind of how the schedule fell. That's how it happens sometimes, right? And they took full, full advantage. They went 14-3, and three, and they grabbed the number one overall seed, right? And so they go from playing this pretty soft schedule to playing the Giants after they get a bye in the first round. And a Giants team that, 
really isn't that good that people were high on for like five minutes after they beat the Vikings and after Daniel Jones played well. And then they absolutely destroy them as they should have because, as I said, you know, the Giants were a good story this year, not a great football team. And then they play the 49ers where Christian McCaffrey had to take snaps at quarterback, okay? And it's just so disappointing because they're finally about to, they're finally about to be tested because I don't think I'm the only one who feels this way about the Eagles, just having some questions about how good they really truly are. Like I said, we know that they're good. We just don't know how good they are, right? And they're finally about to be tested, and the 49ers literally fall apart. And now they're set to play the Chiefs. And as I said, as I've said multiple times already, I just don't know what to think of them. Okay, their offensive and defensive fronts are awesome. I think that's really obvious. They can run the ball. But my question marks fall solely on Jalen Hurts, okay, who hasn't been great in these last two games, hasn't thrown for over 200 yards in either one of them. Obviously, you know, he's used his legs really well. It's one of the best traits that he has. And my concern with the Eagles going into this Super Bowl is he has to be great in order for them to win. And I just don't know if he's going to be. And he definitely won't be as great as Patrick Mahomes. Like, I can guarantee you that. And so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how Jalen Hurts performs in a game where he has to be great, right? Because you know that the Chiefs' offense is going to put up points. I don't care how good your defense is, okay? They're going to have to score points in order to win this game. And I just don't know. I just haven't seen Jalen Hurts do it in the playoffs yet, right? It was like, well, Jonathan, they scored 31 against the 49ers. Yeah, because they had the ball the entire game because the 49ers couldn't move the football, Right, and they you know they scored you know thirty eight against the Giants or whatever it was, and it's like yeah because they played the Giants and the Giants aren't very good, okay. So that's that's the thing I want to see. Like I want to see how how Jalen Hurts plays. I think it's going to fall squarely on his shoulders because we know that the rest of this roster is really good. The offensive line is really good. The defensive front four is incredible. Darius Slay on the outside is having a really good year. Corner, they've just they've got dudes everywhere on the offensive side of the ball, right? I already talked about the offensive line, but AJ Brown. Uh, Devontae Smith, multiple running backs. I'm like, this team is loaded with talent top to bottom. It falls solely on Jalen Hurts and whether or not this team is going to be able to win. If they don't win, there is no excuse for Jalen Hurts. It falls squarely on his shoulders because the rest of this roster is really, really good. Moving on to the AFC Championship game. This game, I just, people just really upset me, okay? Was the officiating great? No, it wasn't. Is the officiating why the Bengals lost? No, it wasn't. Okay, like let's let's just like let's look at this honestly. The Bengals didn't move the ball. They didn't, okay? They did not look great. They committed several, several penalties. Okay? Like detrimental penalties. The number of times that they would, you know, have a holding call on third down or a false start on third down. They had a delay of game on third down. Okay, like you can't do that against this Chiefs team and expect to win. You can't do it. You can't, okay? And then the number of sacks that they gave up and the fact that the Chiefs' defense lived in Joe Burrow's lap the entire game is why they lost. They did not lose because of the officiating, okay? And I'm sick of hearing it. It's so annoying. If you were a let-me-blame-the-officials guy, you were the worst type of fan. Simple as that. Even if the officiating was bad, okay? Golly. So let's let's work quarter by quarter here th- through my notes. First quarter, like since he looked really really bad, they did. Okay, 
uh, they they couldn't block anybody. The the offensive line injuries were so obvious in this one. Okay, Chandler Jones had a great game for for the Chiefs. I mean, they just they couldn't block him. On top of that, they had the false starts. The Kansas City crowd really showed up. And outside of red zone offense in the first quarter, the Chiefs looked like they were clearly the better team. Okay, they moved the ball up and down the field. The defense played really well. I thought that they covered well on the outside, especially with how young they were or how young they are. And so I was really impressed with them in the first quarter. Outside of the red zone offense, Cincinnati's defense kept them in this game. I thought that they played at a really high level. Moving on, you know, you, you watch the second quarter, right? Valdez Scantling has makes the big play to get him into the red zone. And then the Chiefs go for it on fourth and one. This is a huge play. Mahomes finds Kelsey, hits him in, you know, hits him in, in the end zone to go up 13 to three. And then Burrow turns around and he throws the interception. And you're just kind of waiting, okay? The Chiefs had the ball at Cincinnati's 40. You're like, look, if they can put up a touchdown here, this game could get out of hand quick. It could very quickly be 20 to three. And then Cincinnati forces a three and out. It was huge. That kept them in this game. That was one of the biggest drives of the game to give Cincinnati a shot to win. Right, And then from there, since he gets the ball back at their own five and they march it all the way down, all the way down, all the way down the field, you know, in like two and a half, three minutes or whatever it was. And they kick a field goal. And next thing you know, it's 13 to six and not 20 to three. That's a 10 point swing right there, you know, in those, you know, four or five minutes. That was the biggest part of the game. I would say definitely the biggest uh, point swing in the first half. And I went into halftime just not really knowing how Cincinnati was in this game. Like Kansas City, I thought, absolutely dominated the first half across the board, okay? Since he couldn't protect Burrow, they couldn't run the ball. Kansas City's red zone offense was really the only thing that I thought struggled. And the fact that they couldn't run the ball. The the Cincinnati defense, I thought, played great the entire game, right? And then, you know, the, the, the second half starts. Kansas City comes out, three and out. Cincinnati then ties it. It's 13 to 13 and you're sitting here and you're like is Cincinnati really going to do this again? Like are they going to get outplayed and f- just figure out a way to win? Cuz that's just kind of what Joe Burrow seems to do as the quarterback of the Bengals. He just figures out ways to win, right? And then the next draft for Kansas City, Hardman goes out, so now Hardman and Tony are both out. Valdez Scantling makes two more big plays. I mean, he was absolutely huge for this Kansas City team. Um, really, really stepped up. Had had over a uh, hundred yards receiving. Um, you know, he he ends up catching a, catching a, a touchdown pass on this drive. Chiefs go up twenty to thirteen, right? And then Cincy starts to move the ball, right? And then they they break off a big play to Jamar Chase. Holding calls it back, right? And it was like they really had a chance to score there. And you know, the holding call brings it back. They end up having to punt, right? And then it's like okay. Like Mahomes, this offense, they're going to score here. They're at least going to get a field goal. And we're kind of kind of ease up. Cincinnati or Kansas City's going to start to pull away. And then Mahomes has the fumble since he jumps on it. They've got the ball in Kansas City territory, right? And it looks like the Chiefs are going to force a three and out. And then Jamar Chase makes the incredible fourth and sixth catch. They end up scoring a touchdown. And it's 20 to 20. And the third quarter ended right, like right before that play. And I do want to say I thought Kansas City did a really good job of limiting Jamar Chase outside of the big fourth and sixth catch. He really wasn't super explosive for them down the field. I feel like a lot of his grabs were you know short, quick screens. I think a lot of that is due to the fact that Cincinnati's offensive line was banged up. But even so, like I thought Kansas City did a good job of limiting, limiting him after the catch as well. 
And, you know, at, at, the, at the end of the third quarter, Kansas City still couldn't run the ball. Cincinnati missed, you know, a, a big chance uh, with, the, with the chase holding pullback. And once again, like, it was just, it was evident all game. Kansas City just lived in Joe Burrow's lap, right? And now we get to the fourth quarter, right? Kansas City's opening drive of the, of, of the fourth quarter. You know, it's Mahomes, Valdez, Scantling, um, and the two other receivers, the, the punt returner, the rookie, and another guy, and like two tight ends, okay? Like there's no Tony, there's no Hardman, there's no Juju Smith-Schuster, and it's third down and whatever, and they blow the play dead, but like you don't hear the whistle, and everybody on Twitter is really, really upset about it. You know, and Kansas City gets the extra play, it's, you know, third and nine again, and they don't get it. They still have to punt, okay? And a lot of people were upset about this, and this is like the thing that people point to when they talk about how the game is rigged and all this and all these other things. But look, the five seconds that ran off the clock during that play did not cost the Bengals this game. Okay, it didn't. All right, like if you know Kansas City has scored a touchdown or whatever, and they'd converted, then like, and then you want to say that? Okay, sure, fine, whatever. That's fine. Like that actually has like an impact on the game. But the extra five seconds that ran off the clock is not why Cincinnati lost this game. Okay, so I'm. Please stop talking about it. Okay, I, I'm so sick of getting on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and people tweeting and posting about this. Okay, it's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so then Cincinnati gets the ball back with a chance to take the lead. Okay, like they have a golden opportunity in front of them to take the lead, and Joe Burrow takes a shot into double coverage. Ball gets tipped, ball gets picked. Kansas City gets the ball back. Right, huge stop. Right, and then both teams punt. Kansas City gets the ball back. Moore, Sky Moore, that's his name, thank you, has the big return, right? You know, sets Kansas City up, you know, close close to the 50, okay? Like, they've got to pick up 20 yards, right? And Mahomes goes short, short completion to Kelsey for six yards on first down. Second down, they go incomplete. And then third down, on the sprained ankle, Mahomes scrambles for the first down. And then um, feels so bad for for Osai, the guy who had played really well all day. Hits him late, clearly a late hit. Okay, both of Mahomes' feet are out of bounds. He pushes him. He goes down. They throw the flag. Fifteen yard penalty. And then uh, Harrison Bucker comes on and he kicks the game winning field goal. Okay. And when we look at this game, I said it really early on, but I'm going to say it again. Kansas City did not win this game because of officiating. Cincinnati did not lose this game because of officiating. Cincinnati lost because they couldn't protect Joe Burrow. Simple as that. The offensive line injuries caught up to him. Okay, it wasn't super evident last week against the Bills. I think part of that was the snow and the conditions and things like that. But this week it did. Okay, like I said, as I've said several times, Kansas City lived in Joe Burrow's lap. They pressured him every time he dropped back to throw the ball. Simple as that. And the other reason why Cincinnati didn't win is because they didn't have Patrick Mahomes. Okay, like since like Kansas City won this game because they had Patrick Mahomes, they they couldn't run the ball. You know their top three receivers were all out, and it didn't matter. Patrick Mahomes playing on you know one and a half legs, right? Figured it out. He found out a way to win because that's what great quarterbacks do. Okay, and we've seen Joe Burrow do that before. We've seen him have moments where it's like he's got no business winning this game, and he figures out a way to do it. All right, because both of these quarterbacks are great, but Patrick Mahomes is just better. Simple as that. That is why Kansas City won this game. They won because Patrick Mahomes is better than Joe Burrow. Simple as that. And when there was an opportunity to step up and seize the game, Patrick Mahomes made a play and Joe Burrow threw a pick. Simple as that. 
that's it for me. I'm going to call it there. That's like a 15-minute monologue. That's I was a lot of talking. So I'm going to be back on Thursday doing a lot of NBA stuff. Um, it's mainly going to be NBA and college basketball on Thursday. We'll get back into the Super Bowl and things like that next week You know, because the game isn't until February 12th. So thank you so much for listening. If you have a problem with anything that I said, if you do think that the NFL is rigged, tweet at me on Twitter, please, at Jason underscore forward. Come, come talk to me. That's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys again on Thursday.